Yo, BJ Gajor with the weekly BJ podcast, and we're talking about frauds in fitness today. You know, my goal here is to kind of outline five tests for you to basically help you navigate this health and fitness space and figure out who's legit and who's not legit and who are the pros and who are the cons, the con mans, the con women out there that, you know, really don't belong in the space, but will take your money uh, without a problem. And this is kind of timely because there is a you know, person that has been going around a lot in the social media space for, you know, basically a fraudulent practice with their business and not fulfilling memberships. And it's been all over the news, all over Instagram, all that stuff. I don't need to give that person uh, more attention than they already get. And, and frankly, I don't know enough about her or what she's got going on to really give my two cents on her as a person or business person, whatever else. But uh, it is an opportunity to kind of help you guys and gals navigate this space because everybody is talking about health and fitness now and, and everybody is sharing their fitness and what they do and what works for them now, even if they're not uh, professional trainers, uh, you know, it's just, it's just what they, people do. Celebrities, athletes, news anchors, um, kids, you know, wh whatever. So, you know, one thing that I go to right away is, is number one, it's the freak show test. This is really important because it is a space where it's almost entirely dependent upon, you know, how you look Determine, to determine your credibility in the space, right? If you don't look jacked, then you're not someone that can speak about building muscle in the minds of most fitness consumers. If you're not lean, then why would I listen to you about how to lose fat? Now, there, there is some truth to this, right? Like, you don't have to be the most shredded person in the world to talk about fat loss, but you probably also shouldn't be morbidly obese. In the same regard, like, if you are as thin as a rail, you know, Building muscle and talking about gains is probably not going to be your forte, even if you know a shit ton about it. Now, the real you know, nuanced consumer can d delineate between the way someone looks, their own limitations, genetic limitations, whatever, and, and determine if it's really good information, but most people can't. So it really is about how you look, especially in social media. Like Instagram is a completely visual medium. It's entirely about how you look. And it's almost impossible now if you want to be relevant in today's you know, uh, fitness space, if you don't look the part or at least are in somewhat good of shape, you know, it's difficult to, you know, to break through the noise. We all have to play the game if you want to be in the game and, you know, evolve with it as you get better, right? You know, 10 years ago, it was all about newsletters. So the best writers were making the most money online, but now it's all about visuals. So it's really about the people in the best shape right now have the potential to make the most money. But you're looking for someone that isn't just one dimensional, right? They can do a lot of things and they're not just, they don't just look the part. They, they actually know what they're talking about. But freak show test, here, here's one way to look at it for guys, right? So guys, you're looking on, you want to see someone shredded, jacked, you know, that every guy wants to be, every girl wants to be with. That's typically what they say. Now, I talk about this a lot with my buddy, Jeremy Scott. He really knows, like he's got it dialed in. He's, he's been modeling and all that stuff for like how he started his career and has been in amazing shape and knows all those fitness models and, and basically was exposed to all the stuff most of them did to kind of look the way they did to make the money they did and all the drugs and all the surgeries and all that stuff. So he and I will, you know, we'll exchange texts privately, uh, sometimes sex, sex, it depends how he's feeling. And, you know, I got to be careful with that because he's, he's married and so am I, but, uh, you know, he knows who's taking drugs and who's not. So it helps me kind of navigate to like, is this person legit or is this, you know, supernatural? And again, that's one thing. If it's, if it looks supernatural, it probably is. There are certainly are genetic freaks out there and you know, that that's fine. But just because they look that way doesn't mean they know anything. In fact, one thing that is almost universally true is, uh, 
like athletes are the worst coaches, especially the really good ones, right? Because they just acted on instinct and natural talent. They can't really teach you how to do it. You know, that's either whatever your belief system God given or, you know, thank you, thank you parents. So, you know, in, in many ways, some of the best trainers are people that don't have the best genetics, but have really had to study and learn and do trial and error on themselves and others to find what works best for most people to get, you know, results and get the needle moving in the right direction. But you don't have to be, have been fat or, or obese to know how to help people lose weight. But yeah, it does help. You can empathize. You know how to, in fact, you know, you can see this a lot. People that are really, really good at something naturally uh, don't have a lot of patience for people that don't, that aren't, right? Because it's like, what do you mean? You can't, you don't have a 44-inch vertical. You can't dunk standing underneath the rim without warming up. What's wrong with you? Like, they, don't even, they, can't, they can't even understand what it's like to have limitations. So they tend not to be the best people to listen to. It's just, it is what it is. Um, you know, and, and one thing Jeremy and I have talked a lot about too, like, you know, Jeremy and I both uh, have good enough genetics that we can, you know, look fit at 35, 36, good amount of muscle mass, can stay lean year round. But, you know, we laugh when people say, you know, you're on drugs, you're taking stuff. Like, I don't look good enough to take drugs. And if I if I was taking drugs, I'm not taking the good ones because I just look like a 36-year-old who was in good shape. I look exactly what, I look exactly like what you would think. A 36-year-old who's in shape that has been working out consistently since he was 14 years old and uh, knows enough to share it with people and help them do the same. But, you know, I'm not overly inflated. I'm not paper thin, shredded. You know, uh, if, if you're people that are like 250, 260, paper thin, shredded, you know, I'm sorry, there's something going on there. Like that's not, even if it is natural, which it's, it's highly doubtful that it is, they're probably doing so much just to maintain that uh, so if they're selling a fitness program, there's no way that's what they're doing to get the results. So you have to you have to kind of be aware of that. It's really hard for the ladies too, right? So there's all these women out there that have fake titties, fake ass, and they're they're shredded because they don't eat or they're taking fat burners or both or whatever else. And you know they're sharing the workouts that they do, and and, and women think they can look like that. And, and the reality is, if those women were eating that low of calories and, and training whatever way they do, um, you know they they would basically and, and were that lean they would have the pecs of a 10-year-old boy, the chest of a 10-year-old boy or a young girl, right? I mean, like, it's fake. Like, it's, it's a physique that is impossible to achieve without surgery, drugs, or both. And, and you'll see that a lot in men and women, that the ones that have a lot of followers and, you know, if it looks like a freak show, it probably is. Like, if it's not supposed to happen, again, there are certainly outliers and extremes out there, but, like... You, you can't be, if you're a woman, you can't be like super lean and have a huge chest, right? And a huge ass. That, do, that doesn't happen in the, in the natural world. So, you know, the same thing with dudes. Like, I mean, if, they're, if the level of vascularity looks like he's got a roadmap on his body, you know, something's up. If we're talking about like, okay, just one day for a competition and then they go back to a normal weight, healthy weight afterwards or body fat percent, you know, that's different. But, and this is also kind of timely too, because just NFL Combine was recently uh, done and they were trying to claim that one of the prospects had a 1.5% body fat, which by the way, I have seen skeletons with a higher, higher body fat percentage. Like you can get pretty much three to four percent is as low as you can get. And that's what those drugged out juice head bodybuilders are when they step on stage, almost ready to die and pass out. 
so unhealthy at those moments. Like they're three to four percent body fat, and they have like almost three hundred pounds of muscle mass, which actually allows for that body fat percentage to be possible. You know, the guy was that they were talking about being one point six percent body fat was probably eight to ten percent body fat. Great shape, freakish athlete, but again, like you know, there's such a thing as being lean enough, right? And even the most amazing athletes. You know, they can get down to maybe as low as 5 to 7%, and even then they're going to be risking injury and not optimizing performance and health because, you know, most people do better in 8 to 12. And again, a lot of it's genetic, and some people can live at 5 to 7% and, you know, uh, and make it work, but, you know, the average person can't. So uh, the freak show test is important. If it looks, uh, and also that goes with the same thing too in terms of content, right? If all the content this person posts is like showing off like how much they can lift or, I, I just saw recently this this dude on Instagram, like it was under the hashtag fitness and he was he was like doing flips, uh, back flips and spins in the air and then flipping a tire and then pushing a sled and then battling ropes and just like, and then he would finish with like his arms crossed like he was a b-boy from the Bronx, like so fucking stupid. Like the dumbest thing, like no one can do this and it's not inspiring in my mind because like, what can I do with this? How, how is this adding value to me? Is this going to make me excited to go work out? No, all I see is some douchebag showing off. So if it's a lot of showing off, right? How big my muscles are, how much I can lift, you know, um, you know that type of thing. Basically, it's, it's, it's content designed to, nothing wrong with entertaining content, but um, if it's what mostly is being provided and not a lot of actual content that the average Joe and Jane can benefit from, they're not going to be the best person to give advice in fitness. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen because they would lead with that because that's actually what's saleable. You can't sell flips and all this other bullshit. These choreographed partner, the partner stuff is really what drives me insane. Two people kind of doing these synchronized stupid workouts. Just like there are so many times where I'm lucky I'm not around someone else because I would probably want to kill someone just because how much that drives me crazy. But I don't want to go too far on that. But the freak show test is important. It really is like... That's a red flag. If, if they look out of this world, you know, like, yeah, someone can have a big body part or, you know, can be exceptionally fit or good looking or whatever else. But, you know, if it looks like a freak show, it probably is. And, and freaks are not the best people to get advice from in fitness. They can't empathize. They don't really know a lot. And, and basically, it's, it's, it's they're living off of a gift. So that's really important to think about uh, when you're looking through people to follow in fitness, etc. You know, two, you, you know, the second test, can you talk? Really important, speaking. <laughs> like if you're following someone in fitness and they never speak. Now, it's one thing, you know, the slideshows do great and, and Instagram is visual. So speaking doesn't do as well in the main feed. But do they do IGTV? Do they talk about that? Do they have a, a podcast, a YouTube channel? Can they actually speak about fitness? You know, I, I can go in a room with 50 strangers and talk about Bulgarian split squats, a very obscure exercise that most people don't even know about, the average person out there, for an hour without a problem, without a script. Because I've been, I just, I know this stuff so well. I've been doing it for so long. But, you know, can this person speak? Can they put together sentences and communicate properly to people that they can, that, that are looking for their help? Or is it really just straight visual? Is it just about sex? Uh, you know, strength, the, the freak show we kind of just talked about. Can they speak? You ever see this person talk about exercise? And, I'm, and also, speak not that foam motivational bullshit. Like, oh, I just want to come in today and talk about like, I struggle too. And then sometimes like, I have to check myself and say, look, I'm doing the best I can with the skills I've got. We're all 
PayPal, you know, that type of shit. Like that doesn't count. That's not talking about fitness. And that's really, you know, when I see that stuff personally, I'm not, that stuff I hate because, you know, I'm not, I'd never respond to that type of motivation. Motivation for me has always been internal. I decide whether I want to do something or not. And then if it's worth my time and I want to commit to it, I go 100% and I never stop. And if it's not, I don't give a shit about it. But uh, so you're not going to come on here on a video screen and get me excited to do something I don't want to do. But th- that is what a lot of them will do because they, 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 you know, I'm just basically trying to motivate you to do this thing you don't want to do that I really don't know how to talk about. So I'm just going to try to do it this way. So uh, it's got to be, can they talk about the subject matter at hand? Do they know their shit? You know, and, and people that usually can't speak are probably not going to be good programmers. If they can't communicate properly, they're not going to be able to communicate their program to you or uh, help you get involved in fitness and evolve in fitness. So, you know, that's huge to me. When, when I see people that, oh, they, this, well, they're, they look, they're in amazing shape. And then I look through on and I scroll through and, oh, they never speak. Okay, that, that's, something's up there. Maybe they don't, they're afraid of their teeth or they have a speech impediment or, you know, I, I'm not trying to, if, if there's a disability at hand, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm like, if they're people that can speak, but they don't, most likely they're hiding something and it's typically a lack of knowledge. All right, number three, can you write? That's important because usually if you can't write well, you can't read well. And I've been told reading is fundamental, right? Not only, I mean, you gotta be able to put words together. I see sometimes like people that, again, they have huge followings, it's amazing. Like, um, but they'll share like these moves, like five or six random moves. Typically, you know, they'll be clapping, jumping around and clapping like an asshole or twisting and turning like shit you can't even replicate in real life, but it looks dynamic and fun and all that stuff. Very entertaining. And underneath it says, weekend moves, get to work. And it's like, where's the prescription? Like, you're just going to show me these fucking moves and not tell me how, what to do with them. Like, cause that's, that's where I tell when someone really knows their shit. I don't care as much about the exercise as long as it's performed, you know, safely and not going to, you know, good technique and, you know, obviously, uh, there, there are certain exercises I believe are better than others, especially for the masses. But, you know, everybody has a different, you know, bias with their movement. And as long as it's, it's safe and effective, uh, you know, I, I, I'm fine with that. But the prescription is where you win me over, right? Oh, you know how to put it together. And I'm not just saying like, you know, just do some reps or, you know, three sets of 10. Like, I have to see how you combine the movements, the exercise order, you know, the work to rest, the set reps, you know, how much rest between moves or between rounds or cycles of the circuit, whatever. That's where I know when someone knows how to actually make a workout. If they can't write, they can't make a workout. And usually, like, if, you know, honestly, like, I guess more power to you if you can just share fitness content without actually writing a prescription to go with the content. That means, like, honestly, I, I don't look good enough to be able to do that. I just don't. I, I my work, <laughs> I it has to be, I have to lead with my workouts and my programming and my knowledge. And yeah, I can, I'm in shape and I do the best I can with that. But uh, if I shared random moves with no caption, it doesn't help people. No one would know what to do with that unless they were a trainer. So that's a big thing. I'm sorry. My dog is just drinking such uh, incredible amounts of water today. But, uh, you know, the can you write test. And not only can you write out prescriptions, like it's one thing, okay, you know, do 10 reps, 15 reps. Like I can also tell when it's just random and they're faking it. Um, Many people can't, but like, can they actually put some sentences together? Like not just actual sets, reps, numbers, exercise names. Can they actually talk about the movements themselves or or like 
talk about something beyond just working out of the gym? Is there, is there substance to that individual? You can find that in the way they write. Writing is one of the most valuable skills anybody can have. And when you don't develop that, I don't care what space you're in, you're not going to be very effective at helping other people. Because in order to speak well, you have to know how to write and organize your thoughts and, and communicate properly. Knowing people don't have a lot of time, how can you effectively communicate a message in as short a period of time as possible to get people moving in the right direction and having them do what you want them to do, right? If you can't write, you're probably a fraud in this space. Like it's, it just is what it is because uh, someone who's been in this space for long enough, they got to be able to write emails. They got to be able to write uh, emails to clients or email newsletters or if they run their own business, they have to be able to form messages in word letter format. So that's one thing too. If you see people just, it's all visual. Uh, they can't, they never talk. They can't write, you know, that, and it's, it looks like a freak show. Those are three things to really look out for. Four, the balls deep test. You know, this is the weekly BJ podcast. You know, the type of stuff I say, you know, a sexual innuendo would, innuendo would make its way into this podcast, this episode. It always does. Balls deep means like I've been balls deep in the fitness space since 2005 and I've never left that amount of depth. I've been, I've been all the way in. It's never been just a tip for me, okay? I've been in it and I, I, I've stayed in it and I haven't stopped and uh, I just, I, I've, you know, in order to be really great at something, you have to spend enough time being shitty at it and then you just get less and less shitty every year you accumulate of experience under your belt, you know, and so, are they balls deep in it or like, oh, they just, you know, they work out on the side and it's more of like, you know, pictures of them at the pool or uh, in exotic locations looking out into the, the sky and, and some fucking shitty quotes that like to me, like when you post these aspirational like lifestyle photos with some fake ass shitty motivational quote, that is the most cynical thing you can put out into the world because no, it's like, that's not what this is about. And, and you're there, uh, I'm glad you're there, but nobody else is going to be able to get there. It's not aspirational. It's actually, I find it extremely demotivational and, and insulting to people that, you know, it, I just, I hate it. And uh, some of you might like it. And all I'm telling you is that, you know, the people that do that shit, they're not balls deep in their profession. They're faking it. That's what they have to share because they can't really share stuff about what they're doing. If we're talking fitness, they can't really talk about fitness. They don't really know exercise. They're gifted, they take drugs, they have surgery, um, you know, they, they live in, in cool locations. They're, they're marketers, right? They're, they're quote unquote influencers that, you know, and, and that, that's basically an influencer. If you lead with that influencer title, you know, it, it is about faking it. It's about presenting to you an impossible lifestyle that you'd love to have, but it's not going to happen, you know? So, and even then most of those people, like it's a, it's a rent lifestyle, they you know, they don't really own the shit that they're driving or flying or staying in. And if they, that Dan Belzerian guy, like he's one of the more famous people on Instagram. It's, he basically pays these attractive women to hang out with him and film videos and make him look like he's the coolest guy in the world. But um, he's probably compensating for the back that he's a really short guy. And, you know, and there's, it's probably not the most satisfying life you can imagine, right? Because he has to pay people to hang out with him. But what's presented is, oh, this guy's awesome. I want to be like him. All right. Um, so, and even him, he'll share fitness content. You just see like a lot of people that aren't in the space. They're just like, they're dipping their toe in the water. It's just the tip. 
and they're sharing this information, they don't know enough. They don't have enough experience with people. Like I right now do all my stuff online, but I started working directly with people in college. Like before I even came out of college, I was training professors and students, getting people results. And then I had a gym and I sold a gym and I, and our gym, we get hundreds of people, all walks of life, all fitness levels coming through every single week. I had to learn quickly on the fly how to program effective, fast workouts for people that could keep everyone in the room safe and take the lowest common denominator into practice and scale the movements for everyone else, right? Um, if you're just a casual exerciser, you know, you, you don't have enough experience. You're not into this enough to really know it enough and, and, be, good, and be good at it. Especially in the sense of be good at it. They might be good at it for themselves, but they're definitely not good at it for helping other people. That's critical, right? And then I, I spent years consulting with Men's Health, was their fitness director for two years. And I, I was reaching millions of people. And, and when you make programs and, and content for all that type of people, you find out what, work, what works best, what doesn't. And again, I always talk about the lowest common denominator in the sense that, um, especially when you're not working with someone one-on-one or in person, that is the most important part. Like, I see people make home workouts and these people have never trained at home. Like how would you like that workout? First of all, would never work at home because people would have to go they don't have space or you see someone write out a workout program and this is when, you know, they have, they don't, they don't know anything about what they're doing. And it's like, it's, it's a, it's a workout. But if you, I looked through it, the number of sets and reps, I saw this like one workout that had 60 sets and there were supposed to be about two minutes of rest between sets. Like that's a three hour workout. I can't even lay on the couch for three hours straight without having to take a bathroom break or get a snack. Who's going to do a three-hour workout? Professional athletes don't even do a three-hour workout. They would, they would break it up. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not, the, it's not adding up, right? You see this all the time. So the balls deep test is important. Do they live it? Do they walk the walk? Do they actually have a clear passion for what they're doing? You know, and that's one thing too. The balls deep test, like, have they done it long enough to not like it anymore? Like... <laughs> The first couple of years, like the Roman candle effect, right? You see this with a client. You see this with someone who's new to any profession, especially fitness. And this typically what happens, like a client, like a superstar client gets great results. Oh, this is amazing. I've changed my life. I want to help people do it now. I want to become a trainer. And it's like, well, you might like to exercise. You might be happy with the results you've gotten. But uh, let me tell you something. Like this is different when you start doing it for a living. When you do it for a living, the last thing you want to fucking do the end of a long day is do a workout. You do it for a living, almost immediately what happens is your own personal workouts are taking a backseat to the programs and stuff you're doing for other people, especially early on. Now, you can build a lifestyle like we have over 15, 16 years, by the way, where uh, I can prioritize my own workouts. But, you know, um, at the end of the day, when we have to get content out for our members to our membership sites, that has to take precedent over my own workouts. So, um, you know, they haven't had enough time to, to like do it long enough to see if they actually want to do it forever or for a long period of time, right? It's the Roman candle effect. They're going so hard, so fast. They will eventually, it's a bright light in the beginning, but it will burn out fast and it's only glorious in the short run. I mean, have you been doing this long enough to not like it, but still keep doing it? That's passion, that's dedication. And typically you have to do something for five to 10 years straight, not on and off or stopping quitting. It's like consecutively five to 10 years to truly be balls deep in something and come out the other side like a true expert. It's very difficult to be in something 10 plus years and uh, and not be somewhat legit. And even if they are like not very smart and don't really know a lot, they're definitely gonna be less shitty than they were 10 years ago. 
right? I mean, it, it's just difficult. It's, you, how can you stay in something for 10 plus years and be a fraud? It's, it's very challenging, right? So there is something that comes with it. You don't have to be in something for 10 years to be good at what you do, but um, you know, it certainly helps and uh, you're certainly gonna be better than you were two years in, than, uh, at 10 years in than two years in, right? So uh, the, the balls deep test is important. Do they live it? Is it something like, that's where it does come on the side of look and visual. Like if you look, if you're, if you're, a, you're a grown man and you look like you've never lifted a weight in your life, like never. That, that I mean, you know that if you if you were so knowledgeable, you could at least look like someone. Oh, he, he's not huge, but he's got you know some muscular development. He looks like he's strong. He can actually show movements correctly. Like if you can't pass that test, that's the the opposite side of like the freak show spectrum, right? Like they look amazing. They can do amazing things that nobody else can do. Uh, it's also bad on the other side of like all they do is talk and but they don't really look like they actually do fitness. Like, do you even like to work out? Do you work out regularly? Why are you telling me about workouts then? Right, so that does happen, especially with the, the crowd that was big 10 years ago on newsletters and speaking summits. You know the ones I'm probably talking about where there's like five, it's like an old boy network. There's five people that always talk and anybody who's new that comes in typically is a trainer at one of their gyms. That's a legacy uh, person put in there. And it's just dogma and they're just trying to, make as much money as possible and, and there's no access to people that are really potentially better than them at what they do because they just, they have the network, they have the spot and it's, uh, they all protect each other. It's like uh, a mafia. It's like a fitness mafia. So those people do exist and now they're really struggling because they, they're kind of cynical of people anyway. They're just trying to sell you stuff and they, they've, uh, they've made a living on never having to like be accountable for their actual physical being like, yeah, okay, you're, you're selling me this workout, but like you're really out of shape. You can't even do step-ups and I'm supposed to listen to you. So they're having trouble now because now it is visual. So again, like you're looking for someone that can do the blend. They can speak, they can write, they look the part, you know? Um, and by the way, if you're taking drugs, is you have to at least say that you are, right? Then, then okay, at least we know what's going on here. Like if, if I want to, look, if I was going to be someone who said, okay, I'm going to take drugs, but I'm going to sell you a program. Like this is how I train taking drugs. So if you take these drugs, this is a good program for you. No one does it, obviously. But, you know, if you have fake titties, fake ass, or you got, like, by the way, like, if there's anyone who should have gotten calf implants, it's me. But I haven't. I'm going to just keep getting the micro gains. And uh, maybe when I'm 75, they might look normal for my body. Maybe not. But I'll keep doing my seated calf raises. Um, it's funny. I had a member of GorillaCornGains.com who's going to be continuing into the next uh, three-month cycle. And he said... Uh, well, I have no choice now, but to con- actually he's going to do the rest of the year because uh, I just bought and assembled a, a seated calf raise from my home gym. That's when you know, like, now your ball's deep. This is part of your life. You just bought a seated calf raise machine for your garage or your basement. That's some next level shit. So those are the people that I'm trying to impact and get people to it, you know, at some point that really enjoy it. And, and obviously uh, I'm finding these people because they know that's where I am. Like, it's authentic. This is what we do. So that's important to think about. Like, it's okay. Say, look, you got, you got the fake, the fake body parts. Okay. So this chest building routine, you're not going to get these pecs because I don't even, I didn't even get the results from that because these are fake or this ass building routine. Like I just got my, I just went to Brazil and pumped fat into my ass or got implants. So, uh, don't, you know, don't tell me that this 20 rep body weight hip thrust movement or workout is going to give me your ass. Just say, okay, my ass is fake, but I'd still do butt exercises. Here's what it is. 
Just be honest about it, okay? The final one, infomercial test. All right, so this is where I'm not saying you can't be a good, good at fitness and not be a good marketer. Like uh, the people that are frankly best at fitness and make, you know, make the most money or make, have the most success or longevity in this space, again, they're well-rounded. They, can, they know how to market, communicate. They can talk. They can write. They look the part. They live it. They love it. And uh, they, know how to, they know how to market their programs or what they do effectively enough to enough people to keep the lights on and keep their business running or thrive. So that comes, by the way, that comes with time. The worst thing that can happen is you don't know fitness, but you're a good marketer. This is basically like we're talking about the con man, right? The con man says, you know, uh, I have the best program. This is the only way to do it. They speak in absolutes. They completely overpromise and underdeliver. And they keep kicking the can down the road with their cons, right? So someone who's legit at what they do just leads with the content. Because they, first of all, they know if you're actually going to buy something, let me let you test drive it. You like this workout? Well, there's more here. If it's legit, let me lead with that. I don't have to, I don't have to bullshit you or, you know, take advantage uh, or try to be cynical and think you're so stupid that I can convince you to buy something that is shit and there's nothing behind it. No, I'm going to give to get. I've, I've made daily content for over a decade and uh, I will always continue to lead and do that. I, I've gotten better at marketing, but the way I market now is actually more realistic in the sense that, you know, I've got, what, 395,000 followers on Instagram now, but in reality, as long as I have 1,000 people engaged in what I'm doing, I can, I can keep doing this forever and, and live comfortably, right? You know, and because at the end of the day, not everybody's going to, most people want to use your stuff for free. They're not going to buy. And if you want to make content for your potential customers, right? Not just to get artificial stats, right? Like millions of followers, but yeah, do you actually make money? Do you actually help people? Is your, is your content, your programming legit? So, you know, these are things to look at, but the infomercial test to me is if you're, it's not, it's, it's not wrong to use testimonials because, you know, frankly, some people need to see that, but, uh, especially with the rise of internet social media, if all they're doing to sell their programs is the testimonials or these crazy looking, oftentimes Photoshop photos, you know, that might seem like, oh, well, there, people are getting results with it. But like, consider too, if someone had, has millions of followers, at least five to 10 people are just going to fuck around and get results. It's it just statistics, right? Like, <laughs> If millions of people do your program and you only came with five legit testimonials, you know, more often than not too, they got like, they ate like shit for a couple of weeks and drank a lot of water, took shitty photos and bad lighting. And then, you know, six weeks later, uh, using their good genetics or their surgeries or whatever else, took some amazing photos, professional photos, well lit. And, you know, that's what they're using. So th- again, it's con man shit. You have to, you have to know this, right? Um, if they're leading with testimonials, if they're leading with, you know, fancy uh, video production, over the top sales language. Like I, I, to the point I work with one of the guy that uh, helps Naomi and I with our, our web stuff and some video stuff and sales stuff. You know, like he, he jokes sometimes like, are you, are, do you want to sell this program? Because I've gotten to the point now where like, I'll say, okay, you want to build some muscle in three months. Like you, you'll build more muscle in three months if you do this program. It's like, well, yeah, but that doesn't really, like three months is like a long time and like how much muscle? I'm like, I look at you in three months. I'm like, no, absolutely not. 
Because I'm not going to look like me in three months. It, I, I've been doing it since, since I was 14, 36 now. I haven't stopped. And, uh, and even then, some people might not have. I might have better genetics than some people that has allowed me to look the way I do at 36. And there's others that have better genetics than me that will look better than me at 36 if they do what I'm doing, right? So it's, it, that's why it doesn't really – you never want to follow someone or do something because of the way someone looks. I talked about this all the time. Comparison truly is a thief of joy. And if you work through – if your goals are about becoming as rich as someone or as ripped as someone or as jacked as someone or as strong as someone or as good looking as someone – you will always, always end up dissatisfied and feeling unfulfilled. It's about that man in the mirror test, right? Do the best you can with what you've got, maximize what you've got. And that's what I'm all about. So, you know, I'd rather, you know, undersell you on this, that if you do join, right, like you really want to do this. And then if it works out even better than you thought, that's always good. You know, it's, it's a lost art to under-promise, over-deliver. And again, we've all made mistakes in that, especially early on, um, you know, one of the worst things that, that can happen to anyone is, is success too quickly because, you know, uh, it's easy to take your mind off of the real reason you're doing it and focus on the dollar, the bottom line. So, you know, uh, we've all made mistakes with that. But, you know, the infomercial test to me is like sensational promises, lots of photos and video and, and really over the top production to sell you into something that when you get to the back end, it's going to be bullshit. You know, it's not going to be real. And, the same too that this woman we were talking about earlier, you know, you're going to find who it is, uh, whatever. But, you know, one thing to, to her, I don't, I don't know the full story. Apparently, you know, she was promising custom plans. She did thousands of people out of that and just gave them like a cookie cutter program to everyone else and never gave anybody's money back. She was all over, like she was doing interviews in Good Morning America. Like it's been a lot of fitness people are like doing stuff on her too now and whatever. And I'm taking this opportunity just to kind of share what I want you to look for. I don't care if it's me, but what you should be looking for in people to follow in this space. Because I've been doing this long enough to know who's legit and who's not. And uh, to her credit, like we all have customer service nightmares. I'll never, one of the worst days of my life, we had uh, we launched a new thing. This is when I used to have a, a business called Workout Muse. We made interval training soundtracks. Uh, I created programming as well, using the soundtracks for bootcamp trainers all over the world, using my systems. And uh, we launched a new product and something went, something went wrong with the program in the site and, and someone got charged 10 times. They got, you know, for whatever the cost it was, they got charged 10 times. And this is the day after they lost a very close personal member of their family. To get that email and hear from them that like someone that they love just died yesterday and this is what they woke up to in their bank account being falsely charged 10 times. Now, they, they did pay once, but 10 times, like, I mean, we felt like still to this day, like that makes, I get this like pit in my stomach. I just want to throw up. And we've made mistakes along the way. You know, our, our approach we, recently, when we raised the price to the dailybj.com, we went from nine sixty nine per month <laughs> uh, to, you know, 19 bucks. Um, we sent out tons of emails to people that were going to be raising the price, but we were going to grandfather in people that original members to retain the original price. Someone didn't look at their, at the 10 emails and got charged uh, 19 bucks instead of 969. And, you know, the email we got was like, you know, maybe they had a bad day, but like you, how dare you cheat me? I, I can't believe you did this. You're a fraud. And we, you know, we quickly responded like, um, you know, we send all these emails. We're happy to refund you. We're happy to grant. We are also still happy to grandfather you in, even though you didn't listen to what we said. And, 
you know, whatever else. But like at the same time, look, I'm, I'm not, we're not rich, but we're living comfortably enough where we don't need that extra 10 bucks from you, bro. Like relax, right? So everybody has customer service nightmares. So again, like anytime you see someone fraudulent, whatever else, but like when we're talking thousands of people, there's probably, you know, where there, where there's smoke, there's fire most likely, right? But anybody who's been in business long enough will be accused of fraud or under-promising, over-delivering or thievery, whatever else. But like over the, over the long arc of things, it's very hard to stay in business. Like one of the, again, this isn't like made as a business podcast, but I'm in business. I've been, uh, you know, entrepreneur my whole life. You know, you can be in business for a long time as long as you don't fuck with people's money. That's like business 101. Just don't fuck with people's money. And when you do make the mistake, do the best you can to correct it quickly, own up, take ownership, everything else. But um, I know I kind of went a little bit aside from the infomercial test there, but if, it, if, if what the person is presenting feels and looks like an infomercial, it's probably smoke and mirrors. Because if they were legit, they wouldn't have to do all that bullshit. And the people that are really legit and then eventually over time have the budget to add stuff like to, to what they're doing, you know, that, that's fine, right? I mean, if you're legit and, you have, and you're doing really well and your business is thriving and you can afford to upgrade your content, your marketing, why not do that? But when you don't even know, like they're just starting out and they're, and they're like, that's, that's what's so sad when like athletes, they retire and they launch a, a fitness app. It's like you've been doing... You've never made your own workout in the history of the world. You've just been following someone else's program and now I'm supposed to follow your own fucking workouts? Like that's the type of stuff like, I'm not saying stay in your lane, but like, you know, pay your dues, work the process. You know, it just, it's just important to me. Like, I don't know, like it blows my mind. Like the authenticity of it. Like don't be a fraud. Just don't be a fraud. Like, so these are five tests. You know, the freak show test, the can you talk test, can you write test, the balls deep test, the infomercial test. If you use these tests, you will differentiate the pros out there from the cons. And there are a lot more cons than pros in social media. The pros tend to be too busy doing the work, helping others, you know, perfecting their craft. They don't have time to be con people. They're too tired to con. When in reality, you know, cons, they're not going to have longevity in any space. But at least you'll know who to follow. And even if you follow them, at least know, follow with, you know, with hesitation, with caution. Because some people are entertaining. There's nothing wrong with seeing someone do freak show stuff that, you know, if that inspires you, great. But, you know, like, they, they probably don't even know how they got there. Because they're freaks. They hit the genetic lottery. Or there's some pharmaceutical assistance going on there as well. So I hope this helps. Um, I, I, I'm not... Trying to jump on, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a current thing. Uh, I don't really know anything about the woman I was talking about. Um, this wasn't to add fuel to that fire, but it's an opportunity for everyone who consumes fitness just to look, take a step back and see, you know, what's legit, what isn't. And by the way, like there are plenty of people that probably see what I do and, and don't like it. Or, you know, a lot of times I'll get like, oh, you're a pussy because you use bands, like you use heavy weights. I'm like, well, I mean, I always go back to, by the way, my high school football coach, the guy who taught me how to lift and took me through the first workout ever I ever did on uh, when I was 14 years old, Coach Don Forty, he was like Mickey from Rocky. Yo, BJ, when are you coming to the weight room? And, you know, he, he was a really fiery Italian guy. Um, he was also the, a state record holder for powerlifting in Wisconsin. Again, like the dude, he did it. He lived it. He loved it. And I always ask him, like, how much... 
how much do you bench? And he goes, more than most. Because you know what? When you're legit at what you do, you don't have to brag about it. If someone's constantly trying to show how much weight they lift or all the extreme stuff they can do that nobody else can replicate, you know, they're, they're, they are just taking advantage of, of these natural gifts and uh, they don't really know how to help you do it. So, you know, that, that's just important to know. And uh, again, like that more than most thing, I just think that, that that's, you know, that's what someone who's legit says. Because it's true. And who gives a shit how much you can lift? Because you're not going to lift it. And if you can lift more, great. So this was, this was definitely a rant, but it was a timely one. And uh, tell you what, man, it is, it, is a, it is an amazing time to be alive. But uh, it is also in real, it's a prime time to really take advantage of people. So uh, obviously, if you follow my stuff for a long time, I don't want you to be one of those people. So be a more educated consumer. Help people around you become more educated about it as well. If you think this podcast helps people can, to kind of figure out you know, what's legit and what isn't, I hope you'd share it. If not, no worries. Have a great rest of your day. And a couple quick promotional things. Uh, you can get my top 10 Instagram workouts of all time based on likes and engagement for free. Instructional videos with workout descriptions at gramslamworkouts.com. Gram as in Instagram. It's free. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, you can get a free three-day trial to my monthly fat loss programs at thedailybj.com. Hashtag not a porn site. And then if you want a more advanced trainee looking to build muscle and stay lean year-round, you can follow my exact 2019 training plan and join my online coaching group at gorillacorngains.com. Gorillacorn is gorilla corn. It's basically a fusion of a gorilla and a unicorn. Um, so gorillacorngains.com to check that out. Um, and I'll be back, obviously, with more stuff to come. Love you guys. Peace.